Hello, welcome to Recruiting is No Joke, episode 24. I'm your host, Joel Algy, the realest recruiter. That's my uh, that's my tagline on TikTok in case anyone's interested, but uh, welcome to everybody out there. As always, I would love to know who is out there. Uh, we don't like to do this show in a vacuum, so get in the chat. Let us know your name, where you're, where you're uh, calling in from, uh, name of the company, and just say hello. You can just say hello in there as well. I'm super excited today. As always, I want to give a special shout out to Bright Hire. Man, I'm getting all the directions confused. Special shout out to Bright Hire. Um, if you guys haven't checked out Bright Hire, definitely do it. They are doing some amazing stuff with the interview process, uh, really helping uh, to uh, get past the issue of bias within the interview process, and uh, just really helping make the interview process more efficient, which I think we all know we struggle with. And another plug here for the Shine community. It's a TA community. So if you've recently out of work, if you're looking to network, if you're looking for jobs that uh, you know, maybe aren't even posted online, uh, get involved in the Shine up, Shine community. Some great conversations, some great networking as always. And we know that that is important. So um, without further ado, I wanted to uh, welcome our guest, David. David, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you very much. As you guys can see, David's in the office today. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I was just saying, not a virtual background. I, I almost feel like I need to have my own little sign as well. My uh, my my old uh, old old email just says the real DJ. So nice, the realist, real DJ recruiter. I should have on mine. Uh, you over should here. definitely so, have that. Yeah, I have That's to have awesome. that sign at some point. Oh, awesome. Well, why don't you uh, give a um, yeah, just a. I guess a brief introduction of just what you do, who you do it for, and then yeah, uh, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. So uh, fortunate to be in this crazy recruiting space for almost twenty years now, which is hard for me to say that. But uh, currently working at a privately held firm called Canyon Ranch. Uh, okay. It's a forty-five-year-old uh, organization that's involved in the destination wellness space. So hospitality-oriented but all about health and wellness. Uh, they're considered the pioneer in the space, and I'm lucky enough to be their director of recruiting uh, out here. Been doing it for a little under a year uh, at this point, and we hire for anything in hospitality from the front of the house, you know, guest service mm. type folks to back of the house, but then we also hire things like spiritual wellness advisors, medical doctors, nurse practitioners, mental health therapists. Uh, uh, I'm actually hiring for a director of nutrition right now. So it's a really unique organization, uh, probably one of the most unique types of uh, roles I've been at because of the wide swath of jobs that I hire for as well. So I think my background has kind of let me get to this point, like, hey, you think you've seen it all? Let me show you <laughs> something else type of thing. I love that. Uh, but no, I, I started off in the agency days. We were just mentioning that earlier. Uh, I think every good recruiter has to have at least kind of that 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 badge, that stamp, you know, uh, uh, those stripes, right, uh, that they should be earning. And uh, I did it as well from the agency days. Uh, earned my stripes with Robert Half for about three years, and did uh, corporate recruit or excuse me, agency recruiting for finance and accounting on the perm side, and then contract IT because I had kind of a little mix of both. And then just slowly kind of work my way through in terms of uh, leadership roles, uh, kind of a lead recruiter, 
then mentoring folks, then managing a region, and then managing a small team, then a national RPO team, uh, then in-house, uh, then staffing again, then back to in-house. So it's been really, really interesting. Um, I've even had an opportunity to where companies that were going to go public, we had to increase our team size, you know, double that. Uh, I've gone the opposite way where we had to basically downsize everybody for a company that was being acquired uh, as well. And so those are not as much fun uh, as the growth side uh, kind of thing. But no, I've, I've had I've had a uh, luckily I've, I've had a really good variety of roles. And so whether it's been hospitality here, um, real estate, finance, financial services, mm-hmm. IT, um, even on the medical field uh, as well, hiring for um, physicians and residency students. I mean, I literally hired for just about every role in an organization. Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Recruiting is No Joke. I wanted to give a quick shout out to my sponsor, Bright Hire. The old way of hiring just doesn't cut it anymore, and my friends at Bright Hire are here to help. BrightHire is a leading interview intelligence platform for improving quality of hire at talent-first companies. Their technology records and transcribes interviews and creates a set of highlights you can revisit and share to streamline the process, improve the candidate experience, and give teams better information to make the best possible hiring decisions. If you're looking to improve your quality of hire and reduce bias in your hiring process, Visit brighthired.com today and let them know Joel sent you. Now back to the episode. Thanks again. Including lawyers, which I was trying to think through yesterday. Had I hired for legal? It's like, yes, I've hired for corporate counsel as well. Kind of I love that. I so love yeah, that. just about just about every role. So um, how how big is the team right now that you're uh, that you're working with? So this is so our team is actually kind of unique because I have a corporate function here that I manage uh, one recruiter directly uh, that does a lot of our corporate positions. Uh, But then we have uh, field recruiters that are also HR business partners. So, you know, they recruit, but they also do all the other HR stuff. So it makes it really interesting to kind of manage or, you know, sort of uh, massage the message so that they still can recruit, but they also have time to kind of deal with disciplinary actions and pips and terminations and, you know, investigations and things like that. So they, they have it a little harder than kind of your classic, just straight hundred percent recruiter. And so my job is to try to make it as easy as possible for them to work smarter, not harder. And uh, we're getting there and we're getting part of the reason why I got hired out here was, you know, Hey, we gotta, we gotta fix a lot of, gotta fix a lot of stuff uh, from a process perspective. So uh, we're going to make it, we're going to make it easy for our candidates to, look at us to find out how to contact us and then hopefully the interview and application process is pretty streamlined as well yeah i was gonna say with the hospitality industry i feel like that's one uh you know an industry that from what i've seen has a lot of job openings it's been getting harder more challenging to find people that are you know even wanting to go on site and things so i i guess is that have you experienced that more yeah you know it's interesting uh this is this is one of the roles that I, I started last year. So, you know, kind of right towards the uh, you know, the height of, of COVID there. Uh, I'd say the interesting piece about this is that you can't do this stuff remotely, right? If you think about it, right? Someone that's going to serve you food or cooking something in the kitchen or, you know, fixing your bed as a housekeeper, right? 
you just can't do that remote kind of stuff. So uh, I think that challenges everybody in hospitality, but the yeah. people that want to stay in hospitality are okay with that. Right. So yeah. there was a big exodus of, uh, of folks leaving. Uh, fortunately, I think nowadays there, there's a good steady amount of positions that um, most of us, and I say us in hospitality, but I think everybody in hospitality is kind of still looking for people. Um, primarily us in the luxury hospitality space, we're very fortunate that um, business is still good. Um, so we have not seen that, that pullback from the economy that your standard business traveler or leisure traveler might have done. We're still getting a lot of a lot of traffic coming through. So folks that uh, kind of were at that higher upper echelon in terms of their their uh, their compensation, they're still coming in. They're still coming to enjoy luxury products. So we're lucky from that perspective. Um, but it's still hard to find people. I mean, I won't lie. It's uh, and especially nowadays in hospitality where everybody's fighting for that same talent. Uh, you've got to really have a compelling reason why your company's better than the other one. And so, you know, you're selling on a variety of things like benefits, location, uh, growth opportunities, right? Um, easy entry, um, easy way to ramp up, right? Maybe as simple as your background check is really fast to complete, right? Or your application process might be faster to complete. Uh, or that your management team is well-trained and um, mm. but they know how to, how to talk to their staff. So myself, as well as a whole bunch of us here in HR over the last 12 to 18 months, we got brought on for that. It's like, how do we find these people better, faster, and not just find them, but retain them, right? So from a retention standpoint. So I joke with my manager that uh, my job is to bring them in, right? And she <laughs> saying, no, 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 babe. You know, we don't want to keep you on the same hamster wheel all the time. It's like, you got to figure out a way also to make sure to retain them as well type of thing. Massive, so, massive challenge. I think with yeah, uh, yeah. hospitality, manufacturing, logistics, what, you know, what warehouse though, you know, it's a lot of the hourly Absolutely. roles. I mean, it's uh, like you said, I love that about like just providing, providing that those, those fast opportunities for growth. I think that's, uh, that's essential. I wanted to, uh, Guys, I don't know what is going on, but the comments are not showing up on, um, on like my stream yard. So apologies, uh, but I'm, I've got the I've got the live show pulled up in my app. So I uh, just wanted to know that we are seeing the comments. I'm just not able to display them this week. So uh, apologies for that. But uh, Hannah, Cynthia, Kent, uh, Jeff, Bill, Christina, Ashley, uh, Tej, Brian, Matt, Michelle, I see you out there. Um, and uh, for, again, sorry, I, I can't. I don't know what's going on with StreamYard, but it's something uh, with them. So, because uh, for a while, I was like, there's no comments showing up. <laughs> no, but uh, we're explaining it so well. That's right. <laughs> it's so well. Everyone's I was like, saying. I was like, man, this is not, this is LinkedIn's, uh, this is not LinkedIn's day. But, um, well, okay. So I'm, I'm curious, like, because I'm sure there's a lot of recruiters out there um, that, you know, maybe recruiting, you know, kind of like hourly positions or mm -hmm. recruiting people that, um, you know, maybe you're not just finding on on LinkedIn. So I just talk right. to me about like 
you know, how, how are you guys, I mean, you mentioned too, like you, you were brought in to kind of get the name out there more. So what are, what are some of like the, the ways that you guys are doing that right now? And I know you've got a strong background in that as well. Uh, yeah. So, so obviously, you know, everybody is fishing. I, I like to say, we're all fishing off the same ponds, you know, essentially. Right. You know, so indeed kind of that, that, that standard sort of pond that everybody kind of goes after and uh, it, it's great. I mean, we, we, we use uh, our ATS integrated with, uh, with indeed and certainly provides us with a good amount of traffic. Uh, we don't want to keep spending any more than we have to type of thing. So so what we try to do is we go local to the market. And um, in our case, there are programs like um, schools, uh, community colleges, or certification programs for the types of roles that we're going after. And we find them kind of early stage, or we develop that relationship with them. So I'll give you an example like uh, esthetician schools or uh, barber shops, right? Uh, we will go to them on a regular basis, and they now know who we are in our local markets. And mm. so we establish them as partners, right? So we'll go there not just to say, hey, we have a job, but it's like we might bring somebody out there, right? We might demo some of our products as well. And so now their students might get more engaged with us, right? And so when it's time for them to graduate, we kind of let them know, hey, we're always hiring. And then they end up coming directly to us. Or those teachers or professors at the local community colleges might start referring people to us. We've got a great intern. I've got a student who is a, a communications person. She wants to do more advertising and copywriting work. We'd love to see that because uh, we need we have that need. So, you know, they start to share that information. Uh, over to us as well. We've even worked with um, uh, community groups like churches uh, as well. So we're looking at advertising in little pamphlets in churches and on the backs to say, hey, if we're looking for bilingual uh, speaking individuals, we know that many of them go to uh, religious organizations like that. Can we access them from there uh, directly in Spanish, right? In Espanol type of thing. And so we're able to, to very quickly identify um, that traffic as well. Uh, standard job fairs, right? Uh, believe it or not, I, we still go to job fairs. Uh, I actually was at one yesterday uh, myself at the University of North Texas and uh, very successful in hospitality. Um, they're starting to come back. They're not as busy as they used to be about two, three years ago, but we're starting to see more volume um, coming through. So, you know, there's definitely ways, I think, uh, outside of kind of the standard pools, right, that, uh, that any company can start to look out for. The other thing, the easy one, is obviously your own existing ATS platform, right? I mean, mm. you tend to forget, it's like, you've already got hundreds, thousands, hundreds of thousands of candidates already sitting in there. Let's reach out to them again, right? That kind of thing. And so so there's, there's a big... Uh, there's a big propensity to forget that there were people that were there that haven't been touched in two or three years. Let's re-engage. So we're doing more of that. And then the last one I'll mention is, is almost not counterintuitive, but, but it's, it's one of those where you go, it's that, does that really work? So in our case, we're not hiring for a lot of exempt professional level positions, given what we do. And yet when we go out to LinkedIn and we try to find these people, they are out there. So mm. massage therapists, estheticians, hairstylists, um, cooks, uh, housekeepers, right? I mean, front of house folks, right? Guest services and people that you would not expect to be their servers, right? 
They is that out. is that something that you've seen more recently, or is that like I actually? Funny enough, I challenged LinkedIn for that one day. I was like, ah, I don't think these people are out there, you know, type of stuff. And they said, No, no, they really are. You just, you know, you've got to search for them using particular methods, right? Or, mm. or you know, try different keywords or whatnot for it. And yeah, they were there. You know, we're already paying for it anyways. And so many of us dismissed. We're like, eh, it's only good for you know IT people. And, corporate folks, finance and accounting. And no, that wasn't the case. We, we actually have been successful in identifying folks that we didn't expect to be out there uh, on LinkedIn. And so I, I would tell, you know, your entire community out here, um, don't assume it's just for professional level roles, right? Uh, aside from college students or whatnot, they will be non-traditional uh, candidates that will also be on things like LinkedIn. Um, so you know, don't forget about it. What about in terms of, um, I know you mentioned work with like community. What it, I guess, what, what's been your approach in terms of kind of like branding and, and the marketing and the recruitment marketing? Is that something that, and I, I know we've talked in the past and that's something that you've been pretty involved in as well. So is that something you've kind of brought in and like what, what have you found in terms of, um, you know, effectiveness in, in terms of like the social channels? Yeah, so so funny enough, we uh, we're, we're we're pushing more of that. I've done it at other places. We were very lucky to do it at other places. Uh, we're still working on kind of what that strategy is going to look like uh, for every different job type here. It's tough because we've got you know hundred plus different job types, right? So it's like okay, I can't build a strategy for every single one. Yeah, take me forever. Uh, but you know we can group them uh, and. Facebook has still been a, uh, a good target for us uh, to be able to identify individuals from a social perspective. We are starting to see some uh, some movement on uh, Instagram as well, um, where we thought, okay, many of these people, and I'm thinking of like, again, housekeeper, hairstylist, uh, nail technician, right? They want to show off their products, right? Or show off their services, and we'll just ping them directly and say, hey, you know, we've got an opportunity here. We'd love for you. We'd love a, a little chat with you. Let us know when there's an opportunity to connect. Um, I'd, I'd say that's still kind of not beta testing, but certainly early stages there. Um, but I think what we are also starting to see is um, platforms like texting tools and interview automation uh, or interview scheduling automation has been a tremendous boon for us. Mm. Uh, I think my, I had challenged my team when I got here that they thought that texting was not going to be something that people would respond to. And it's like, look, they're going to respond faster than an email for sure type of thing. And that's been the case. Uh, we save a ton of time, phone calls uh, as well. You know, very quickly you can set up all kinds of uh, automated messages, right? Uh, and templates on the text platform. And it's really driven a lot of traffic to us, uh, as well as referrals, right? It's like, hey, you know, who else do you know? Send them this link, right? That kind of thing. Um, and then on the back side of that, you know, if they are interested in us, then we'll send them the automated calendar uh, or scheduler, I should say. And that's to me, is a tremendous win. I mean, any, any recruiter that's not doing that is killing themselves for no reason, 
right? So whether it's and, and is that is that to the recruiters calendar that's linked up to the recruiters calendar or the hiring managers as well? It, can, you, it depends. There's a lot of different configurations, right? That you can set up. Uh, I primarily use it for my calendar, right? Kind of as an initial screening tool. And the idea is you um, you basically put the onus on the candidate, right? It's like, hey, if you're really interested in this job you'll probably connect to my calendar and pick a time and date and let's chat, right? So I've extended sort of the olive branch to you to say, hey, Joel, I really want to talk to you. Got this great position. Think you might be a good fit for it. If you're interested, here's my calendar. Let's chat. So it puts that it puts that responsibility on them. Uh, they can obviously modify the date and time or whatnot if they need to or can cancel. But now I'm not picking up the phone. I'm not emailing you. We're not going back and forth, you know, on this stuff. And I can schedule, you know, 20 to 30 people, right, in one day very, very quickly. Again, game changer for, for anybody that's not using it, you have to take advantage of it. You know, whether it's Calendly, which costs like $10 a month, or yeah. a lot of ATSs have something like that integrated uh, into their platform already. I'd say that's probably a big win for us as we're out there doing our marketing uh, and trying to automate a lot of pieces for it. So long answer to your question. No, no, I've seen, uh, I, I think I've seen a lot more, you know, like even like fast food chains, right. They mm -hmm. have like the kind of like text if, yeah. you want, if you want a job. So, you know, and, and I know, uh, Karen here, uh, you, you can't see the comment, but she just said, I love the texting approach, both from a job seeker and recruiter aspect. I'm, I'm curious, like in terms of, are you using like any kind of like chat bots or anything like that? I mean, you mentioned the automated message. Do you think that, yeah. that that's more, you know, with like hourly roles that that can work really, really well? Or if right. you, I guess, what are, you, yeah. what are your thoughts we, on we, that? We do have a chat bot uh, into our platform. We use Isoms as, uh, as our APS. And uh, so shout out to Isoms out there. Uh, but they, they do have a chat bot and, I would say it gets some level of use. I, I think folks are probably not wanting to use it as much because they know that it is a chat bot, right? Mm. Uh, so they're like, eh, I don't really want to deal with this kind of thing because I know the standard message that it's going to give me or whatnot. So we do get some level of use out of it. Um, what we do see is it does tend to drive traffic directly to our career page, which is nice. So we can see kind of um, where the land, where they're landing. Uh, and then we can, from there, we can kind of figure out, oh, that looks like they're going to Glassdoor and then they're going to Indeed, then they're going to LinkedIn and they're finally coming back, you know, to us type of thing. So it does help us from that perspective. Um, I know ChatGPT is kind of a big thing right now, right? You know, from the AI perspective, um, I use it personally, but I've not, we've not implemented anything like that. What, yet. what capacity have you been using it? Just out of curiosity. What's that? What, like, how have you been using ChatGPT? Oh, boy. It, I, I tell you, it, it's really creatively, it, it provides for some ideas around uh, messaging, right? Mm -hmm. You know, if I, if I need some new messaging for, I need a cold call. I need a cold email, right, on the following types of candidates in these locations. You know, it'll give me several options type of thing. Or if I'm looking for... Um, maybe some bullets around employee value proposition, right? And I was like, hey, what are the employee value proposition for the competition, right? And I can sell against that. It gives me some ideas on that uh, as well. 
And then recently I, I saw uh, some webinar around how they are, um, this particular platform was using uh, ChatGPT to automate the messaging as well that's being used for things like LinkedIn. And in fact, I think I saw LinkedIn power users now, they're, they're starting to demo this. Um, they're integrating ChatGPT into LinkedIn. So it will actually create your your dynamic message off of based off of that person's profile, which is amazing, you know, kind of thing. It just saves you a ton of time. Uh, so that's probably going to roll out at some point. You know, now it adds value to your LinkedIn in-mails, right? In the past, it's like, uh, you know, nobody, nobody cares about these stupid in-mails because uh, nobody's opening them up. But now they're going to be so customized because of ChatGPT's ability to look at your profile and say, you know, dot, 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 add these things or whatnot. And um, now there's, you know, they're probably going to be able to justify, hey, this is why we're charging you so much, you know, for uh, for LinkedIn. So kudos to them. Uh, I can't wait until it rolls out. I, I just saw a screenshot of it one time. I, like, I mean, that, that'll be super interesting. I mean, automatically my mind goes to, like, if everything's customized and it's like, now like almost like nothing is customized right because if you exactly. get a lot of messages and i think it's so funny with like just recruiting in general because i think anything that like seems new in the moment it's like as soon as everybody adapts it then you're having to figure out like okay what's another way what's the next one right what, yeah right it's like you gotta, right. gotta like well, almost you know, step it's ahead. Funny because i thought i thought the same thing about the calendar uh automation the calendar schedule i've been using it for well over five years on my own. And yet I talk to peers all the time at different Not shops. Not using and it. Like, you know, like, yeah. oh man, I want to use that thing. I was like, oh my gosh, it's been around forever. You know, you have to use this thing. It's great, you know? So to your point, yeah, there's probably going to be that, you know, hey, everybody's doing it now, but I think it's maybe the circles that we run in, right? Uh, but, but I'd say majority of the time, there's definitely going to be a bit of a lag. So I, I love listening to all the thought leaders and recruiting. Uh, they talk about the latest and greatest stuff, but I'd say 80-20 rule, 80% of the most recruiters and teams probably are not doing any of that stuff. It is right? true. I mean, look, I've been talking about creating content for absolutely ever. And mm -hmm. everyone's like, yeah, 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 I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. And I talked to him three years later, like, yeah, 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 I'm going to do it. <laughs> right. I'm like, right. guys, like, this is a good way to just, it's a good way just to get that, um, exposure stand stay top yeah people yeah today. i mean um, the old school way right like i was saying earlier about um looking at your own internal database i mean heck that was mentioned to me when i was on the old agency days like, don't forget about you know all the other candidate profiles that are in our system kind of thing yeah, it's the same record that i'm playing again it's like hey don't forget about the people that are in our system already uh let's reach out to them and let's see what uh you know if we can kind of re-engage so yeah, we always kind of gravitate towards the new shiny thing, right? The latest and greatest. Oh, ChatGPT is going to be the savior. It's like there's a yeah. whole bunch of old school stuff, man, or old school stuff that still works, and we just aren't doing it, you know, kind of thing. Well, it's like you mentioned with the hiring events. You know, it's like and just getting. I mean, you're talking about like grassroots stuff too, like getting involved in the community, like getting your name out there. I I was thinking about this the other day. Like a lot. I think a lot of us have kind of defaulted to the Zoom, the virtual, this and that. Obviously, this is a virtual podcast, and it's nice. Right. It's, it's nice because then you know we don't have to be in the same place. But that is something where, you know, if you're really wanting to connect with a candidate, you're really wanting to sell them that human aspect, and then getting to meet, you know, getting to meet ten people face right. to face. 
you know, that that's huge, you know, cause it's, I think even with DMs messages, it's, it's hard to stand out. It's hard to stand out with email, but you're a hiring event and you've got people in front of you, you can yeah. make that connection. And so I, I, sometimes it is just going back to, to, to kind of the basics and it uh, is. It is. I mean, most people, I know we, we all, we all, uh, recruiters, a lot of recruiters hate the phones, right? And it's like, pick up the phone. And we used to joke about that in the agency days. What's wrong? We forget to pay the bill. Like when it would be really quiet and silent on the floor, right? In, in the, inside the, uh, the bullpen. And, uh, I think, I think we've forgotten to pick up the phone or in our case, right? You know, email somebody, right? Or text them. Um, there's a little bit of lost art in that. Yeah. Um, communication, right? Again, we just go virtual or, or straight email or whatnot, but sometimes it's just as simple as just shooting a quick message to them. Um, I have worked for companies that had zero name brand, right? Or they were in industries that are not exactly hot, cool, sexy at all, right? I mean, one was automotive subprime financing. <laughs> It's the sexiest of all industries. The sexiest of all finance, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. Uh, and, and uh, you know, what was interesting, I worked at two shops, and what was interesting was once you actually spoke to them on a regular level, right, it's like, hey, I work for this company, and this is what we do, but let me talk to you about the opportunity that we have. All of a sudden, they were open to it, right? People were typically open to the conversation. Now, whether you could land them or not is something different, right? But... Uh, but the approach is, is always the same. And so when I talk to friends that work at Amazon or Netflix or Google or something like that, I'm like, well, yeah, they're probably going to take your call, you know, or, or check your email, you know, email name and go, oh, I want to talk to that person. I'm like, that's not the challenge. The challenge is come work for a company that no one's ever heard of and then try to, you know, try to engage them. And so that's where you got to get more creative. So that's where the chat GPT is really, you know, fun or, being able to to message them and, and you know find out something quirky about them um i can tell you one thing on my job profile that some good recruiters do is i talk about how i love food trucks and i say that on my profile the good ones will come back with an email subject line and says hey david have you tried xyz food truck recently mm. that's the opening line i'm like okay i want to talk to this person that clearly did their homework you know type of thing so there's a little bit of that, that lost art, I think, that um, probably needs to come back. And also time, right? I mean, it's a time commitment to it too, right? You know, there's only so much customization you can do if you're recruiting for 50, 60 recs, right, at one time. Or if you're a team of, you know, 200 recruiters and you've got well over 1,000 recs going on, there's only so much you can customize. So the AI stuff that's coming out certainly will help um, quite a bit, but... Um, yeah, got got to definitely do a little bit of uh, legwork, man. You can't can't just automate everything. No, hundred percent. And I think I, I saw the acronym the other day. I can't even remember it now, but it was like you know, show me you know me, right? And and mm. I think it's taking that time to, you know, just show that you know people. Now I'm I'm curious. Yeah. So you know, obviously with like like the you know higher volume or like hourly roles, it's 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 you know it seems like it's different. So I guess like when you're approaching. Um, you know, even like the retention piece, like I've, I've seen it, it's a struggle for a lot of companies where, you know, people might leave right away. So how are you guys like, once you've, once you've got the hire, how are you retaining people? Like, you know, yeah. you mentioned like the growth patterns, but like, 
and then how are you selling that within the the uh the the process as well like the interview process right no that's a good question i i think that uh i think a big piece that we're doing right now actually is working on that 30 60 90 days six month out uh, retention plan right for managers so i think we do a really good job of bringing them in but i like to say at some point i have to hand them off right i'm like i, I don't manage these people you know after day one type of thing so i think for any company that's struggling with that having those touch points right whether it's a 30 days three months six months whatever it might be having those touch point calls with your recruiter or with somebody from you know the talent team is going to be critical because then you can say hey is everything still okay are you still enjoying it that what i tell you line up with what your actual job is going to be right the expectations line up with the actual uh, work that you're doing out here and then there's an opportunity to hopefully you know realign or kind of uh, get folks back uh, on track in terms of the position and then there's also things like simple recognition plans right uh, recognize people for their six months anniversaries or highlight them on the website or their start dates things like that we take pictures for folks when they're going through new hire orientations as well, you know, in terms of big, bigger groups uh, type of thing. So people love them. People love to be recognized, right? And and, and identified. I think mean, both of us are, you know, certainly in that, in that camp, right? Everybody likes it. And so uh, if we can do a little bit more of that uh, with our new hires, that retention piece tends to go up. Plus, we like to also highlight that our, um, our benefit plans can actually be in their favor. Uh, mm -hmm. We're not a big shop, right? So we don't have you know, your fortune 100 type benefit levels. Uh, they're modest, uh, but I think they're good. And there's certain segments, uh, pieces in there that segments of our employee base would really take advantage of. So those touch point calls are a great opportunity to kind of reiterate that. Hey, by the way, did you, have you, have you been out to our other location? Have you taken advantage of blah, 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 discount or this and this and that, you know, kind of thing. So, you know, long answer to the question, but I think from a retention standpoint that, that, uh, that those touch points, those you know, circling back uh, is probably going to be critical for us. And hopefully for any other shop that's out there, you know, maybe their HR team does it uh, or include it as part of the uh, onboarding process for the hiring manager that says you need to have a, a separate meeting at that 90 days or at that 60 day mark and make sure that that recruiter is involved on the call, you know, that kind of thing. So it, it just depends on what you do. But um for us, it's it's going to be a, a big, big uh, factor for our success because uh, we, we can't keep spinning the hands to go forever, right? Uh, I, again, I, I can keep hiring people, but they're leaving. Well, I, th I think, was it Amazon recently? I want to say I read this like a couple of months ago, but they had, they're having, they have so much attrition and turnover that there's in some of their, you know, warehouse locations, they, there's actually no one else to hire that has yeah. Locally, that hasn't worked at Amazon, uh, so it's a, it's a huge issue. And it, you know, I, I like I like the recognition. I I, I mean, it's just a it's a huge issue. You know, it's, and so yeah. It's, uh, the, the other one, you know, the, the 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 easy one, right, is always referrals, right? So we, mm. we get 40 percent, I think, of our of, at that level, uh, at least 40 percent of our employees are based off of referrals, which is great. Is that uh, is that something that you guys incentivize? Then I, I take we it? do, yeah. we do, and I, I think I, I think companies can do a better job, kind of making their plans more robust. Ours included, 
uh, as well. I think we can make it more robust, make it more dynamic. Um, I've seen shops where there's gamification strategies related to referrals, right? So how many referrals can you submit? How many actually get interviewed? Uh, how many get hired? And based on each of those segments, you know, you get points, right? You know, I submitted a lot of people, one point apiece. I, you know, 10 of them interviewed, 100 points, right? They got hired 1,000 points. And then at the end of each quarter, you know, you can submit that for um, yeah. gift cards or something, right? I'm or some kind of quarterly recognition. And I know there's platforms that do and handle that kind of stuff. That's been really helpful, uh, especially for companies that have that high turnover. Um, those recognition plans and, uh, and platforms can really be useful, and they're fairly inexpensive. They're not. They're not too. Uh, you know, they're not too expensive um, to uh, to set up. Have, have you seen a shift in priorities in terms of what people are looking for over the last couple of years? Just or like what you've had to communicate. Like, I'm just curious if, if there's been yeah. a shift. Yeah, I'll tell you, uh, it's it definitely the, the, the communication still stays pretty consistent around compensation and bennies, right? I mean, that, that will never change, right? Those two. But I, we're starting to hear, I'm starting to hear, my team starting to hear more questions around uh, the values, right? What are mm -hmm. the company's values? Uh, do they align with that individual's values as well? And um, they'll say things like, Hey, I looked you up online. I wanted to see uh, what other people were talking about you. And I wanted to see the nature of your business, who you partner with, what organizations are aligned to you as well to make sure that it's something that I want to be a part of. 10 years ago, never had that conversation. Uh, and that's probably been picking up here over the last four or five years for me. And we're in the wellness space. So, and this one's pretty easy to be able to sell, right? It's like, who, who's going to be against, you know, getting healthier, right? And getting <laughs> you know, type of thing. Uh, but, you know, at other shops that I was at, uh, that that would be a big question. It's like, hey, I, I don't believe in, in what you're doing, right? Uh, you're charging usury rates uh, for, you know, there's the subprime auto finance loans, you know, type of thing. So I can't work there, you know, type of thing. Okay, fair enough. Um, or you partner with so-and-so or your investors are yada, yada or whatnot. So I can't, I can't really get with that. All right. So I'm starting to see that the candidates are more savvy when it comes to where they want to work. And it's not just strictly for, you know, the, the money, right. Uh, type of thing or the, the benefits it's, it's, is this something that I can see myself, uh, being fulfilled and happy with over the long term? And we're not talking about like salary people here. I'm talking about like your entry level or, you know, early, early career type individuals. Super interesting. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know whether I would necessarily have uh, thought about that. I mean, I guess I've seen, I particularly with like kind of more entry level, like younger people coming into the workforce, it does seem like I have seen a number of articles that have kind of cited that, but uh, it's always great to hear from people who are, actively obviously recruiting we're, we're seeing it yeah yeah we're seeing I, I can tell you this at the job fair uh, that i was at yesterday a lot of hospitality shops a lot of restaurants uh, were there and like everybody right i mean every every restaurant or quick dining uh, needs people uh, the more established names the bigger names were out there uh but they were not getting the traffic uh, mm. which was interesting so your your big national chains Nobody wanted to go work there, or at least nobody wanted to go talk to them, right? It was smaller niche, 
uh, or it was maybe they were aligned because they are environmentally friendly or they are green or have, you know, all, all kinds of, you know, positive efforts uh, to help out and align with their, with their uh, background experience. I saw more of that and, and, you know, just one data point, but it's still, it was pretty interesting to note it. I mean, again, these are big Fortune 500, Fortune 100 type shops with you know, thousands of different uh, locations around the country. And nobody wanted to work there. <laughs> so interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a huge, I think that's, that's a huge advantage. I think even with just, you know, smaller companies in general is you, you have so much more freedom to be able to kind of differentiate yourself and get, there's a lot of opportunity that even in terms of like branding and connecting with people. And I think you can sometimes lose that in really large organizations because it just be, can become very kind of like corporate feel. And yes. Um, you know, like yes. I said, people want to connect with people. They want to connect to the mission. I've, we got a question here from, from David that just says, and I'm, I'm curious about this, like particularly with like um, some of the hourly roles that you're dealing with, like when do you discuss the pay rate with people you're recruiting? Like at what point are you, if yeah. you found it more effective, like earlier on in the messaging or are you bringing that up? the conversation like so i think especially for at the early uh or the lower level positions or or kind of the early stage type roles uh for hourly that conversation happens pretty quick because there's a lot of traffic a lot of volume right our, our, our team has to get through a lot of people so they're not gonna have a long conversation and then at the end you know ask about the number uh they usually ask that up front or they'll just tell you hey joel you know we've got a great position here in our vegas property uh, it's for a massage therapist. It does dot dot dot, and it pays this. Mm. Does it make sense for us to continue the conversation? Yes or no? Yes. Okay. Great. Let's keep going. You know, type of thing. And then you know, you start aligning on availability, time, all that other fun stuff, right? In my case, what what I'll do is just the opposite. Um, I'll still establish a rapport, you know, with the candidate, uh, and then at the end, I, I like to just ask them, hey, by the way, um, you know. What are you looking for moving forward? So I don't ask them, you know, um, what their pay rate is or what their current pay is right now. I just say, hey, what, what are you looking for moving forward, right, uh, for that next position? And then based off of that, I can go, oh, okay, well, great. You know, our, our range is kind of here and here, right, or we're kind of starting, you know, from this number or we're in the ballpark uh, type of thing. But usually I'm dealing with senior level positions, director and above type roles. So I, I usually won't won't ask, you know, that, that comp number up front. That's, I know some recruiters are the exact opposite. I've had agency recruiters call me and they're like within the first <laughs> 60 seconds say, hey, Dave, I don't want to waste your time. I got a position. It's a TA leader position, but it pays dot, dot, dot. Are you interested in hearing more? Like, okay. I think with, the, with agency, if you're working on a specific role, fair enough. I mean, I can see why you would do that yeah. in some ways. I think internal... It's all about the relationship, right? So it's like you want to build a relationship, and if you maybe have other positions that they could be a fit for as well, other things sure. you're thinking. But I, you know, it's I have found. I mean, I've I've seen that a lot of people want kind of more transparency quicker. But again, you've got to know based on how the conversation's going yeah. and yeah. be sensitive. To that. If they ask you, then you know it's it's really it's that transparency piece. And I could see with those hourly roles where it's like, yeah, you want to get to it pretty quick. The hourly ones are pretty quick because again, these folks are, you know, they're going to jump ship for 50 cents. Right. Yeah. Uh, if you think about in Las Vegas, I'll use that as the example, right. They'll go from the Bellagio to the Venetian 
to the MGM Grand, literally down the block, right? From one casino to another, one resort to another, because they know that that one's paying an extra dollar type of thing. And it's fast for them to do that, you know? Uh, so you have to you have to be able to respond pretty quickly. Uh, I will say that um, my analogy I use for people that talk about money up front is kind of like dating. You know, it's like, I like you. Do you like me? It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> that's kind of, let's slow it down a bit here. You know, let's go on another date. It's like, no, no, let's give me a second. You know, let's kind of massage this a little bit more before we get there uh, type of thing. So I, I'm more of that. My philosophy is I'll, I'll ask you towards the end. Sure. Um, and I usually will figure out pretty easily, right? If I'm looking at their profile or their background or their resume, I can kind of guesstimate, right? It's like, okay, this person's 10 plus years. They work here, here, and here. They work at, at these shops. I know how much those people typically get paid. This person's probably in this range, you know? So I'm not going to call you and my number is way off, right? Kind of thing. Yeah, um, it's like, you know, the industry, you're educated in it. It's Yeah, yeah. And I think every recruiter hopefully will have that that level of knowledge as well right? big hopefully so, that big hopefully. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, and of course the easy one is right you just ask it as part of your application process right or or in your in that original in that original email you just say you know hey this position is paying starting with this number right if you're interested to hear more call me back right or you know here's my link for my calendar that kind of thing yeah i definitely think there's more of a expectation around that yeah yeah mm -hmm. you set that expectation up front. and i've seen i've seen that um quite a bit but um but again it's it's kind of like man you're 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 laying it all out there you know you gotta plant some seeds you know kind of thing you know give, give me a little bit of a tease first before you put it all out there it's but, uh yeah. it's it's an interesting i mean it's just an interesting shift i think and i think you know with from what I see, even on social media, like there's a, there's been a lot more pressure around like the transparency and like getting getting things out there. So I, I think it's I think what what you can miss though is like that relationship and rapport building and like, just figuring out because you you know you want to be comfortable, you want to know like hey is is there a fit and but I, I think mm -hmm. it's just it has been a big change. I mean I've seen it over the yeah. like, from at least even on the last eight years when I started in recruitment, it was very much hey we'll have the conversation let's feel it out and then it was like i started to see the change and now i think even with just the conversations you hear on social media it's a lot more like that but that's direct yep you yep. know it's it's i think it's like it's like a pendulum like those things can those things can change it can. as well and it can i i do get uh I, I i will get more and more of these especially in it i remember uh hey uh, thanks for your message, David, but uh, I'm only responding to positions that are over sure. right? I mean, so they will tell you up front, which is fine, right? It's like, oh, great. Thanks. You know, we're not in the ballpark, right? Or, <laughs> hey, great. We are in the ballpark, you know? Exactly. And let's continue the chat. So I think candidates are also getting um, smarter, right, around that. And they're like, I don't want to waste my time on this thing, yeah. right? So I'm going to tell you, uh, I'm local. I'm only hybrid. I'm only going to be remote. And this is my money. If you if you have something like that, David, for me, let's have a chat. Great, fantastic. I was gonna say, I think there's certain industries where uh, you know this is this happens a lot, and definitely like, tech, tech is one <laughs> yeah. where it's just uh, yeah, just being transparent in that first message, not sure. being you know, which obviously on the agency side, it's it can, uh, as you know, I'm sure from Robert Half Day, it's like if you're working on lots of different roles, yeah. like you don't oh, want to yeah. like you know you don't want to 
you want to build that relationship still in case something comes up. Right. Um, right. Yeah. So I'm, I, I know we're, we're kind of running on time here and um, I really appreciate all of the, the advice. I always, uh, obviously like right now we're in a more challenging situation for a lot of recruiters. So I guess in terms of, um, and I just made a post about this where like, there's a lot of recruiters who are like, yeah, tech, 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 tech. Like I just, you know, they've maybe been let go from tech. So I guess, what are your thoughts? You've worked in a lot of different industries, like, and there's a lot of industries that need recruitment help. So I guess what advice would you have for someone that's maybe thinking, um, or, you know, maybe isn't finding a, another position in tech? Like, what would be your advice in terms of other industries to look at? And like, what would you be having them think about in order to make the, the right decision? Yeah, I, well, I think first off, and, and, and great question, because you're right, there's thousands, literally thousands of people out there on the tech side looking for work right now. Uh, I think they probably be realistic in terms of kind of what those expectations are going to be for new positions that are non-tech, uh, non-tech industry, right? They, they've obviously been paying a premium over the last three to five years. Uh, other companies have never been able to compete and will likely never compete at those numbers. So there's going to have to be a reset of expectations in terms of comp and benefits and, you know, what that work level is going to look like. So that's probably the first thing is like, okay, internally figure that out. And then second, um, don't downplay kind of the fact that you did work at these, you know, big name shops, um, but also be humble about it as well. Right. So yes, I did work at Google. I did X, Y, and Z things. Uh, however, I think that's translatable for your organization, uh, you know, 5,000 employees or you know, 3,000 employees, whatever it might be, right? Uh, don't assume that because I worked at Google, I have to work at another multinational, you know, international firm. Um, and then at the same time, there's a lot of shops that need people that wear lots of hats. So be very open to doing that, right? Uh, I think in tech, you know, I'm... I'm, you know, this one person, right? I'm, I'm the, uh, the, the sec ops person, right? Uh, this is all I do. It's like, okay, we don't have that role here, right? We're going to need you to do that and some network security and probably do some, some other stuff, uh, type of thing. So have that openness. And if you have that in your background, make sure that you include that on the resume, uh, as well and discuss that. And then just make yourself make yourself as, as available as possible. The hashtag open to work on the profile, right? It's no longer, in my mind, I don't think it's it's no longer kind of the, uh, you know, a bad mark uh, to have. I think it's it's very acceptable nowadays. No one's going to give you kind of a, you know, a black eye for it. Uh, so make sure that you are out there and you ping your entire network, right? No one's going to fault you um, for it. The best jobs are going to be the ones that are not posted. Uh, that are out there. Uh, they're going to be a little under the radar, or maybe they were posted and they got closed down because the funding ran out, but now the funding's back and they haven't reposted the position, you know, type of thing. So ping that network, that's probably going to be your your strongest suit as far as being able to, to get into that next position. After COVID, I applied to 200 and some odd positions, like in the first three or four months. And, uh, you know, I might have spoken to maybe 10% of that, right? And I was diligent in, in doing it. Most folks are not. Um, so, you know, work smarter uh, when it comes to it. But ping the network. Ping the network more than anything else. 
Yeah, and once you get the job too, I mean, keep networking. I mean, I tell people that all the time. Yeah. Network, networking, I think networking is one of those things. I remember when I first started in my career, they, people were like, yeah, network, network. I never really understood it. And then now, you know, I mean, the last couple of jobs I've gotten have just purely been out of just relationships and networking. Yeah. And uh, it's huge. And there's a lot of ways to do it. It's not just, you know, I don't, it's not just connecting with people on LinkedIn. Sometimes that's what people think it is. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's taking calls offline. It's going to meeting people. It's getting involved in the community. It's, it's, um, you know, it's really getting to know people in, in a real way. Yeah. I mean, I'm part of the North Texas Recruiter Network. I mean, the word network is in the name, you know, kind of thing. And, and you know, we advise people all the time, like, come on up. You know, I'm yep. sure there's some networking group or community now that, you know, COVID's starting to die down a little bit. Get out there. Get in front of people. Go old school, uh, and, and, you know, and get in front of them. Even if you're shy about networking, there would be somebody there to help introduce you to other folks uh, as great. well. So, yeah, definitely. Where, where can people find you? It's just LinkedIn, any, anywhere else? Yeah, best, best place. What's that? Is that TikTok? Just, <laughs> you know, I have a friend. We have a, I have a mutual friend in common, and Kimberly, and uh, she has suggested I start doing a TikTok uh, channel because I have all these creative ideas around recruiting and how to present funny examples and whatnot. So no TikTok yet, uh, just straight LinkedIn. Uh, cool. So my name just uh, LinkedIn.com, and then uh, David Haramia. I usually come up. There's a whole bunch of us, but I'm usually one of the top ones. Um, so I'm always sharing. Uh, our latest positions or sharing recognitions from within our organization. In fact, I'll probably put up something about the job fair that we were at recently uh, out there. And then uh, I used to have my, I used to be a photographer kind of on the side. So d-haramia.com, first initial dash last name uh, was out there as well. So awesome. for, folks that, for folks that want to see that, but no, this has been great. Joel. Thank you very much for having me. Out. Yeah, no, I love, I love the value. And I think um, like I said, the, the hourly roles. I mean, to me, those are some of the most challenging roles yeah. to source for, to recruit for, um, extremely challenging. So uh, I think there's a lot of great insights and uh, Appreciate it. I will tag you in the post so everybody can uh, connect with you. And I always just say, if you've got questions for David, just be patient. He's not sitting around like me on, uh, on LinkedIn all day. Um, <laughs> and then uh, Matthew, yeah. Brian, Robert, appreciate all of your comments. Anna and Michelle. So I see Michelle posted a uh, kind of like her job site. So I really appreciate that. Um, Matt, good to see you. And uh, yeah, so much great insight here, David. I really appreciate your time. And for everyone out there, if you don't, if you're not connected with David, connect with him, follow him. Um, just posting jobs, but then also other insight as well. And if you're local, uh, to David as well, definitely check out the uh, that local recruiting uh, network as well. I think that's it's just Please a great do. thing to, to check out. So, guys, I will be back next week. I will. Um, I'm not sure who the guest is, but obviously it'd be someone uh, great. I only have great guests on the podcast, but um, I should should also be able to uh, check out the new newsletter. And I think I'm going to be releasing that in the next uh, ten days or so, so you'll be able to catch this episode last episodes as well so if you haven't subbed to that go subscribe and um guys thank you so much for all of the engagement as always i know there was about I think 50 to 80 people out there the whole time so awesome. love that engagement guys um and if you've got value out of this episode as well just uh let david know and uh, thank him for his time as well so appreciate um, it i'm glad i'm glad i could help anybody out there in the uh, in the field and uh you know it's constantly evolving so i I don't have all the answers. I'm always open to learning new stuff as well. I love it. Likewise.
Well, awesome, okay. David. I appreciate it. And uh, everyone else who is out there, take care. Remember, go join the Shine community. Network with other recruiters. That's what we're talking about. So I'm going to end this. It's always got that sec that lag.